How the fuck are ya? Hi! Hello, hello! Your eyebrows look great. You know what I've discovered is just like when you do them darker, you look better. I'm a big fan of the dark eyebrows. <laughs> darker, the better. It just looks really dramatic and I feel like it just works. Without like lashes or anything, like I just look like more done. It's like the commitment to a strong brow like changes the fish. I fucking love it. I'm here for it. It does. It like frames everything up in a way that's just extremely compelling. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, you're my first guest um, and I'm not really sure like how I'm going to structure it, but I feel like I am going to structure it by having no structure and very chit-chatty, which okay. I'm excited about. Yesterday, I was like, I'm very excited about the podcast right now. And I was like, we need to have some guests on this thing. And I was like, who's the who's the guest that I want first? And I was like, well, obviously it's Gala. Oh, <laughs> um, And then I, I literally like was sat on my couch, like having this thought, DM'd you, you're like, Yep, email me, booked it in fucking straight away as you do. And I feel like this is, like, it's just a little thing, but I feel like this is what really turns me on about you, of, like, this commitment to just taking action, just doing things. And I yeah. think, I mean, I'm obviously talking about myself more in this situation because it's me deciding, like, am I going to do a guest? And But, like, the your willingness to just take action and be experimental with things is so fucking inspiring to me. And I know it's inspiring to a lot of people. Um, and I just wanted to have a chat about how you go through life being very action oriented, being sure. very experimental, creating yeah. things, moving in that kind of way. Um, yeah. I'd love to talk about it. I mean, creativity is my jam. And I honestly think that like, Business is creative. 100%. And the best business people are the most creative people. And that that business is art. And if you can't figure out how to marry them, you're going to have a problem. Absolutely. Like, cannot agree <laughs> fucking more. Um, Five million percent. And I also think that... Because when you emailed me, you were like, I want to talk to you about creativity. And I'm like, yes, I love to talk about this. And so I've been thinking about that since you said it. But honestly, I don't think so much in terms of like creativity as I think about what's going to be fun. And when I was walking around my house, just getting ready for this, I was kind of like looking at everything and thinking there's nothing in my home or even in my lifestyle that the concept of fun hasn't touched. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's a really big lesson for people. And maybe that's my Sagittarius moon talking, but like, if it's not fun or I can't figure out how to make it fun, then it has to be changed because I know that it's the only thing that's going to keep me turned on and keep me committed to something is if it's fun. Fuck yes. And like, that is how I see creativity of like looking at not just I'm sitting down to make this piece of art or to make this thing, but like looking holistically at your entire life, the entire way you do things and yeah. realizing that we have options, that we can yes. literally pick the exact thing that we want. I was talking about this with a friend the other day who came around to my house and was like, it literally looks like you're in your fucking brain. And I was like, dude, I've lived in this house for two years. I only just bought bedside tables last week <laughs> because I'm like, everything has to be a specific way. And I think that kind of 
stubbornness to be patient and like want things to be a really specific way that's how we express ourselves yes so that extends not only in like the things that you make but it's literally you as a person how you live how you build your business Mm -hmm. and that's such a common thing that I see especially in like the online business space of people wanting to follow the rules or find the tricks or the the, what is the hack to make it work right Right. and the hack to make it work is figure out how the fuck you specifically can make it work it's just not very like actionable advice to give to people right Uh, (laughs) well everybody wants the strategy or the formula and it's really interesting because when you see all those formulas online it's really easy to think okay everyone's talking about this everyone's doing it I'm clearly not doing it right if I'm not using this formula myself. But what I've discovered is if I try those formulas and they don't feel good to me, they don't work. Yeah, because there's no sustainability with it. You're not going to want to do it. Right. And I really believe that everything we do online, because I, you know, you and I primarily, we work online. People can feel your energy. People can feel when you're off. People can feel when you're full of shit. People can feel when you're phoning it in. And so that's why I'm my, one of my best pieces of advice is like, if you're not in a good fucking mood, don't post on the internet. Mm, Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've definitely tiptoed around that line. A lot of these have been like, I got too angry. I got too angry and posted too many stories. I mean, sometimes the anger thing works, but I think we also have to be really mindful of like, what's the hook that we're using to grab people. And if your hook is always to grab with outrage, you are cultivating an audience of outraged, offended people. And personally, I don't want to be around those people. Yeah. I'm really interested, actually. The, I feel like the, what is it that you say? Feeling, feeling good is my job, right? How do you think that's woven into your creative expression? Because I think this is a big story that we can attach to and tell ourselves of like, art has to be made from hard times or like big feelings or like quote unquote negative feelings. Whereas I feel like there's so much space for the exact opposite of like art from joy, art from happiness. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think just from an outside perspective, looking at your business growth and your business pivots and being someone who you really do push like feeling good is your job, the joy of expression. How do you think you have kind of like took the reins of positivity and made it into a really effective tool for creativity well the 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 line like feeling good is your job is obviously a cute pithy fun you can put it on a tote bag kind of a line right but to me what that means is that my ultimate goal is to feel as good as possible because when I feel good, everything else works. I have this positive momentum. And when I leave my house feeling good, the response I get from people is also good. And if someone happens to be rude to me, I'm probably not even going to notice it because my momentum is so strong. But what that also means to me is that when I don't feel good, I do what I need to do in that moment to heal that feeling or feel that feeling or just rest. And 
for a long time, my strategy was if I didn't feel good, I would feel guilty for not feeling good. And I would try and push myself to feel differently. And in my wisdom and experience, I've learned that that actually doesn't work. And you're really just pushing a big rock up a hill and it's fucking exhausting. And the best thing for you to do when you do feel like shit is just like do nothing and take the pressure off yourself for feeling that way. Now, of course, there is a spectrum of this, right? Like I am ordinarily a person who's very optimistic, very action oriented, creating shit all the time and in a really good mood. So when I feel off, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Let me rest. Let me just recover from all the creative urges I've had and all the things that I've made. But if you feel like shit every single day and you have felt like shit every single day for the last five years, then my advice would be slightly different. If you feel like shit and it's been five years, my advice would not be go back to bed. My advice would be it's time to do some like major healing work on yourself if you're sick of feeling like shit. And some people are really comfortable being in that space. Like that is their familiar spot. That's how their family was. That's what their childhood home was like. Everyone's fucking miserable. So to them, they're like, whatever, this is just how it is. For me, that's not how I want to live, you know, but everybody's different. I literally just recorded um, a podcast episode that kind of touches on this of like, I think that we don't change our behavior until like we're forced to change our behavior in some way of being like, this is bullshit. I hate this. I don't want to feel like this anymore. Give me something else. I am now willing to to make a, make a different action. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think over the years I have been lowering the threshold for what that needs to be to get me to take action mm -hmm. in the sense that I don't want it to be like everything shit rock bottom to to make a change right and yeah. instead being like oh, I'm a little bit bored of this thing let me do something let me find a different way of approaching the situation whatever it might be um and I think that really again like reflects in the way that you move through life and the way that you move through business that really the willingness to take risks basically. And you've spoken about this a little bit recently about the willingness to be a beginner and to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, yeah, and I wondered if you could elaborate on that and like how you've been exploring that, especially as somebody who is more established in your career. And it's like, I really find it helpful to be like, oh, we've always got to be a beginner. We've always got to be taking risks. Like there's no arrival point. Yeah. And what I've found is that the people who assume they know everything get humbled. Oh yeah. And <laughs> I would personally rather humble myself than have the universe do it for me. Like if those are my choices, I would prefer to be in charge of that. Um, and I think that you're never so good that you can be like, I got this. Like, that's ridiculous. Nobody can claim that in any area. Everybody is fallible. Everybody is capable of having a bad day. Everybody's capable of making a bad business decision. Um, everybody's capable of hiring the wrong person or trusting the wrong person. Like, this is just reality. And so to really be aware that our grasp on, like, victory is tenuous at best is, I think it's a good place to be. And um, I like to practice this in my own life by like taking dance classes where I've literally, when I was five, I did one ballet class and I told my parents I was never going back. And now 
like woe betide me because I enjoy dancing and I have no idea what fourth position is. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but I love the challenge of that. And I think it's a really good sign when you can step into something that's completely new to you, know that you suck and enjoy it anyway. Like that is to me, the holy grail of experience to know your shit, to know you've got so far to go, to know that you may never actually be great at this but to still enjoy the process of learning and stretching and doing something different and of observing yourself in a new experience. I think that's really beautiful. And I also think when it comes to business, I'm very interested in keeping myself excited about things. And if I feel underwhelmed by something or I feel overwhelmed by something, then you better believe I'm going to start changing it. And I had a meeting with my team about last week, actually, I'd been reading this book. I made a ton of notes on what we should do to change the business. I sent everyone on my team, this huge document. We had a call the next day and they were like, yes, 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 let's go. And I think, I mean, for me, that's one of the fun things of having a business is the ability to pivot quickly and to change things that just aren't working, you know, um, for whatever reason. Do you know what I love the most about that is that you're deciding to change because you're excited by something. And mm. like, I think that, you know, being really active and intentional about staying inspired and like seeking out new information and like being like, there are always different options. It's that kind of perspective instead of being like, there's a lot of fear online now about like social media is changing, the rules are changing. And instead right. it's like, well, fuck, that's so exciting. Like we get to do things in a different way. And I feel like, you know, just hearing about that is like you're coming at your business from that perspective of being like, what is a new exciting way of doing things? Instead of waiting until you're like, I fucking hate this. This isn't working. Panic right. mode. What can we do that's different? Right. Because when you're, when you come to it from that state, you're in a place of desperation. You're in a place of freak out and anxiety. And like I said earlier, people can smell it on you. Like you think they can't, we know, we know mm. how you're feeling. Like, please don't try to fake the fuck. Cause we know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Um, but having said that, like, yes, I'm in a very inspired phase around my business, but for the previous three months, I was like, I don't know what the next stage is. What do we do now? I don't feel inspired. I'm not seeing anyone doing anything that really lights me up. You know, what is the next phase? And so I feel like I'm always in these kind of like, um, there's like a lull and then there's a surge of energy. There's an information gathering time. There's a me percolating on it. And then there's, I give that to my team. We work, we make something and then we see how it lands and we iterate it. And I've also learned a lot about how I like to do business. So for example, if I have more than two things on my Google calendar for each day, I get like miserable and stressed out and I hate it. Um, and I often get a bug up my ass and get excited and say, we're going to do this every Monday for a year. And by the second month, I want to die. So I have to really not rain in my enthusiasm, but just pace myself and not commit to things that I may not feel good about completing. Like I will complete things because I have good integrity, but I want to feel good the whole way through. I want to feel good until the fucking end. 
and the level of relatability (laughs) right and there's a real there's a real like learning your own workflow and learning your own strengths that has to go on so for me something I've learned is if I feel inspired about something like a product I should make that product like immediately and not be like I'm gonna release a month here and then I'm gonna create more things and I'm gonna release it in sequence it's like actually you should do as much of it now as you can because I guarantee you in six months you'll be over it and it'll be like pulling teeth to finish this thing. Oh, I think that the the more we let ourselves like fully be where we are, like fully like this is where my energy is right now. I'm going to trust that that is where I can best like soak in it. And that can be yeah. creating things at like fucking hyperdrive speed. Or it can be like, I trust that I don't have to do anything this whole month. And mm-hmm. I have space to just you know maybe ponder on stuff or maybe not and like I think that comes from a familiarity with yourself and like probably over the years of you understanding the rhythms that you create and the ways that you do work um and yeah that's only going to get more and more clear like it's just knowing yourself right of being like this is how my energy goes this is how I can use it best um (laughs) how do you think that's that's um spelled itself out in like the pivots that you've made with your business or the projects that you have decided to choose as this is the one that I'm going to do it really has to be a combination of things it has to be um a I'm excited about this and I'm passionate about it b it has to be something that's easy for us to create or make Um, I'm not interested in creating a logistical nightmare for my team. And if I try and throw something like that at them, they'll go, but this and that and this, and I hate hearing that. So I'm always about how do we make it easy? And it also has to be like income creating. Like I have a team of people. I'm not doing this for my health. And even though I would do what I do for nothing, and I did do it for nothing for a long time, I'm now lucky to be in the position where I don't do it for nothing. And so when I have ideas and I always have like 10 different ones, the choice has to be like, what's going to give me the greatest return on my investment of time and energy here? And is this something that I think I can bring my own unique spin to? And I think that, you know, there's a million programs online that are very samey and I've created programs that may play in that arena, but I feel that the way I, approach them and the the way I make them actionable for people is different and so I feel I never feel like I'm competing with people when I make stuff because I know that what I do is just so fucking different that you know it's nice to sort of feel like I I can't really think of anyone that's like my competitor Mm. Um, because I know that what I do is un irreplicable is that a word you know what I mean I feel like I say that word a lot, so I hope it is a word. <laughs> I hope so too. If it's not, then we should petition that. It petition. is one now. Yeah, I think understanding like what your own values and goals are. So understanding like how you want to express yourself, understanding your goals with your business as a yeah. way to decide like this is the idea that is the the quote unquote right idea or the one that you choose to work on. And then as a way to actually I'm interested in the things that you do to not soak in stuff from other people okay because Um, yeah I think it's it's 
it can be very invasive being online and yeah. like, I noticed like all day <laughs> I, I know I noticed that you took a little break from like Instagram for a week or a couple of weeks and I was like fuck where's Gabriella but I was like I feel like she is doing some cleansing of her internet palette and I trust Big that time. when she comes back she's gonna be like I know who I am let's fucking go yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like this whole year has been that of me being like, how do I want to do things? But yeah, I feel like a couple of weeks ago, maybe. Yeah. I was like, I just want to just step away because I had the realization where I don't think I've took a week off not posting in, I literally don't know, like years, which is yeah. so bizarre and weird. Um, and I think I also wanted to show myself that it literally doesn't matter at all if I don't post online for a week. Which yeah. I was always I like, mean, yeah. I miss you, but I, I, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's such an interesting thing. I took um like a month off of working in January, um, and it was really confronting for me too because for a very long time, like I've had my business since two thousand six. For a very long time, I put so much energy into building my business and into getting good at what I did that it became a place where I could like be in control, avoid my feelings, be fucking good, get validated, uh, make money. It like served so many needs. So to take a month away from it was really intense because I was like, oh, wow, now I have to deal with all these emotions and feelings of like not being good or not being this or not being that, that when I'm working, I just don't have to deal with, you know, because it, that that muscle of working is so strong. And I think we have to be really mindful that we're not pouring everything into our business and neglecting the other facets of our lives, you know, and it's really easy to do it because we get rewarded for working so much. Um, so I think that's like an interesting thing to contemplate, but in terms of not getting too saturated by other people, um, my phone is set up to only allow me to be on Instagram for an hour a day um, it's one of my like social media limit things, but I, I will admit to you, like my screen time every day on my phone is about eight hours. Yeah. I'm with you on that. <laughs> I'm like constantly on it, but I mean, it is part of my job. So it's like, mm. um, but I am pretty rigorous about who I follow and who I don't. And I, I, I was watching, who was I watching? No, I was listening to an interview between Layla Ramosi and Brooke Castillo and Layla has like a hundred million dollar net worth. Brooke has a business that I think she does like $60 million a month or something. And I was listening to them about just like their lives and like, what's your life like, you know? And as I was listening to it, I was thinking, why the fuck am I following like coaches on Instagram who maybe make 30 grand a year? who are like giving advice to the masses who like, I don't really give a fuck what their opinion is actually. Like, I don't need this in my head because that's not something that I aspire to. Like, that's not where I want to go, you know? And so I mute people religiously. Um, I unfollow like a maniac and yeah, I really try not to look at samey shit. Because I think that mediocrity infiltrates you over time and you see enough people doing a like dancing and pointing TikTok or something. And soon enough, they're going to be doing that too. 
And I think that it's so easy to think about like, what's the trend now? I want to go viral. What's the viral audio? Blah, blah, blah. And that is one way of approaching things. But what I think is really important is like, what's your legacy? What are you making that actually is going to stand the test of time? That's actually going to impact people's lives. It's probably not a video of you lip syncing to something. I could be wrong, right. but it probably isn't. And at the same time, there's a little bit of, we sort of have to play the game in order to be ahead of the algorithm. So it's a balancing act, you know, but I think that it's, it's important to just remember that Instagram is not the most important thing on the planet. Yeah. Can I ask you a question actually? Totally. <clears throat> Cause I'm really curious. Um, do you feel that you are competing with anybody? You don't have to say names, but do you feel like, oh, when people think of me, they put me in a group with like three other people, or do you feel that you stand alone? Um, I think when I when I get tagged in things or like people being like, these people inspire me, it's honestly usually like you and Natalia. Oh, the thing what I love about that is not only like, do I love both of you and the things that you create, we all actually create totally different things totally and speaking different. about totally different things. And I think it's more just like an energy of showing up or like being in the same sphere. But mm. something that I like to do and I'm constantly like pushing myself to do more and more of is unfollowing people, not absorbing as much of the stuff not even like reading the same books that are trending in on the, the online space or whatever it might be but mm -hmm. I find it way more inspiring to be to find people I look up to it in more of an abstract way so mm -hmm. instead of being like who is somebody else who like teaches on creativity and like makes these kind of things I'm like what's Kid Cudi up to? Like, yeah. what is Andre 3000 doing right now? Like, how does Erica Badu dress? Like these people who I have no intention of creating anything like them, mm -hmm. but the way they move through life, like, as I was saying to you, like being in that space of, this is why I look up to you so much because you are experimental, because you are an action taking person. And I think mm -hmm. that is what turns me on more so than the actual product of what someone's doing. And I yeah. think if you're looking at things and looking at your inspiration from like, how is the way they're moving inspiring me instead of the thing they're doing, yeah. then it's so much easier to attempt to create something that's unique. Completely. Because otherwise you're like, well, Andre wrote an album like this. So maybe I should do something like that rather than being like, how does he show up in the world? What is it that is exciting to me when I watch him? And is there something that I can take from that and channel? Like, should I also be wearing green plaid today? I don't know. Like whatever that small thing is. And something that I think people get really hung up on when they're in the beginning of their creativity journey is they're worried about copying but everybody copies all the time, constantly. That's just life. And as you continue to grow your sense of who you are and what makes you special and different, you will copy less and iterate more. And your references will start to become very broad rather than I only copy from Beyonce, Cardi B, and I don't know. Britney Spears or some shit. You know what I mean? Like it starts to become it's Salvador Dali and it's Elizabeth Taylor and it's Liberace and it's Doja Cat. Mm. So, you know, when, 
And that's really just time in the game, honestly. And I feel like everybody is like, I want to be a success. Like, there's just no such thing. And the people that have that like immediate, like blast off into notoriety, it never turns out well for them. Oh, I'm way more excited about like, yeah. I mean, like we all want the overnight success. We want, we love the idea of that, the story of that, but I'm way more excited about building something long-term that is getting me like constantly like refining, like what, I have no idea what the fuck I'm creating or building in the long-term. I'm not someone, I can't see that, but it's like, I know I'm getting closer. I know I'm figuring out as I go. And I'm actually, yeah. So I've had a few conversations with people because I think in the online business space, there's so much conversation of like working with a coach, having somebody who's like holding your hand through it. And I do think it can be super fucking helpful, but Mm -hmm. I also don't think it's the be all and end all. And a couple of years ago, you you're the only person I've actually worked with one-on-one and I think right I think the biggest value I got from that wasn't necessarily you being like do this I don't think you even said anything like that to me but like do this thing or this is how this how many times you should be posting online or whatever the fuck it was it was also being seen by somebody and being like you can fucking do this thing I believe in you I back you go do that And I'm wondering if like, what is your perspective on working with people or being inspired by people directly in more of like a mentorship position? Like, do you have anyone in your life where you're like, this person's got me? Yeah, great question. And I could fucking talk about this forever because I think there is so much dishonesty in the coaching space. There's so much bullshit. There's a lot of people leading with like, I signed 10 clients at this price and here's my balloons to celebrate it or whatever. And I just want to remind everybody watching or listening that you don't know for sure that they did that. And I really think that there's a lot of like pyramid scheme coaching going on. Like I made a million dollars, give me a hundred thousand dollars and I'll teach you how to make a million dollars. Like this is not a sustainable business. And I think that anyone that you work with, you want them to have either a lifestyle or a business or a skill that you would like to acquire. Um, It doesn't have to be in your industry necessarily, but it has to be something that you can see that over time they've learned these skills. And it also has to be someone that you trust and that you've built a relationship with, I think. I think... um, just picking someone off of an Instagram grid or something um, doesn't work for me personally. Um, The people that mentor me, um, my father mentored me for a very long time. um, And now my boyfriend's a great mentor of mine and his business and my business could not be more opposite, but he's brilliant at operations. And something that he's always getting me to think about is, um, not about how much money I can make this month, but like, what can we create in five years time if we do this properly? And if we move at a thoughtful, considered pace, because he's older than me. And so he really does think in a much longer sphere of time. And the other person that mentors me, although it's sort of mentoring, but it's sort of not, is Grace Smith, who's a hypnotherapist. Mm. And I met her in... I don't even know, 2000 and 
16 maybe at like a speaker's retreat in New Mexico and we became really good friends and I started officially working with her on a weekly basis this year. It was my birthday present to myself actually and that has been phenomenal and she's someone I trust implicitly. Like if I needed someone to look after my dad, Grace would be someone I would feel really comfortable asking to do that or house sitting or looking after my dog or whatever. And I just think it's so important to be discerning with who you give your money and attention and trust to, because I don't know, I was talking to someone recently who is a business coach and she was having a tough time in her business. And I said to her, how long have you been in business? And she was like two years. And I was like, well, you know, in business, there's like periods of ups and downs and you're not always going to make more money every year. And that's just not reality. And that's not how business is. But she's a business coach. So she has clients who are going to go through this and she doesn't even know enough to tell them that. Mm. And so you have to be so thoughtful about who you're talking to and whose advice you're taking. Honestly, I think this idea that like you must have a, it's fucking bullshit, first of all. And secondly, I just, this whole thing that like you should go into debt to fund your evolution is like the biggest load of horseshit I've ever heard in my life. Oh, and the other person, it doesn't. Um, And the other person that I would consider a mentor is Tony Robbins. I've done, I think almost, I think I've done all of his programs. I love him. I think he's fantastic. Um, And he's been in the game for a long time. His results are proven and you know, people can talk about like results are proven. Really, you're not going to know until you experience it for yourself. But I have had huge results from working with him. So mm. yeah, I really want to do Unleash the Power Within, but now it's all digital. And I'm like, the, is the energy going to be the same? I don't know. You trust me, uh, Shauna and I did Unleash the Power Within in my living room, I think two times. And so you will cute. be screaming your head off with everyone else and it will blow your mind. You okay, should absolutely do it. I need to find when the next one is. Um, yeah. I love, I think that everybody that, you know, you, you listed as your mentors, they do different things to you. I think that's what's really important. Yeah. They do different things. They see things from a different perspective. Mm. They're living in a different way. And I think maybe that's where the real value can come from rather than, you know, entrusting in people or paying people a shit ton of money when they're, so close to where we are when really the more helpful thing can be like this big perspective perspective like yeah. different seeing things in a really yeah. really fucking different way that's exciting to me. and not just being in the echo, ch- echo chamber you know like my one of my boyfriend's closest friends and business partners is a guy who managed like a billion dollar trust fund for fucking 10 years and when i talk to him and ask him questions about like pricing or whatever his perspective is completely different than any like coach will tell you. And it's actually rooted in real life. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, I had this like intuitive hit that it should be this price. <laughs> I, okay, <No> <laughs> I, I emailed this woman about working with her and I was like, you know, what's your coaching package or whatever? And she replied and she was like, oh, it's um, 10,000, I think $10,000 for three months or something. And you do the math on it and you're like, well, oh, okay, it's quite a big chunk of money. And then I do the processing and I'm like, okay, well, she probably doesn't have a ton of clients. So she needs to get this many clients in order to make $100,000 a year. Like, okay, that's fine. 
And I got really busy with something. I like adopted my dog and I was run off my feet with puppy mania. And I emailed her back a couple months later and I said, oh, hey, um, sorry, I totally dropped the ball. Are you still open to working together? And she was like, yes, my price has now gone up to $16,500. And it's like, why? You haven't gained any additional skills. You aren't offering me any more value. You have just decided that it's worth more. And I think it's great to charge what you really feel the value is that you're giving, but we can't like, there's a real coaching bubble that is going to pop. You can't just say it's a hundred thousand dollars. And if people, here's the thing with whatever you charge, you have to give comparable value. You actually have to give more value than you're charging for. Because if you pay $100,000 and you get $100,000, you're not going to be happy. You're going to want to come out ahead. So at some point, enough people are going to feel that you let them down and your business is over, or at least your integrity is going to take a hit. And so we have to be really thoughtful about this. Like, am I really delivering what I'm charging people? Or am I just bullshitting people? And like, you know, when you're bullshitting people, you do, you do. I think one of the hottest things you can do in business is to undersell and over deliver. Like hmm. to be like, I can't, it's so fucking easy to sell from the place of being like, they are getting a fucking steal. I can't wait for them to get in and like have their fucking minds blown. It's yeah. easy to sell. It's easy for like your customers to be your biggest advocates. Just that is the best, you know, approach to it running business it just feels so much more fun you're not cheating anybody you're not playing these games yeah and you go to sleep knowing that like you've done the best you can and like your team is supporting everyone the best they can and you can't please everyone because there's always going to be some people who are pissed or it doesn't meet their needs or whatever and that's fine but if you know you've done the best possible then you it really can't be argued with you know and I just I think that's one of the real keys to long-term success as well is like don't fucking fleece people and do the best you can. Like do what you say you're going to do and make it amazing. Like give more than they're expecting. It's so simple, but people, I don't know, just, I guess don't realize that or they're not thinking about it. And they're just like, I almost think that that like excessive charging thing is a scarcity thing where you're like, how long can I get away with this? Maybe three more months. Okay. I better charge exorbitantly until it all crumbles like well, well that is the reality of it as well <laughs> like the, the the bubble is so close to being best I think it were already like at the expiration of that movement of like the yeah. coaching space um yeah. and I think it's very attractive and it can it works on scarcity with customers because people like fuck they they blew up I want to do that as well and it pulls people in and it makes it work until it doesn't and then yeah what business do you have left at the other side? That's when it gets a little bit dicey. Yes. Um, to detour the conversation, um, yes. I want to chat with you about identity and titles because hmm. you changed your fucking name to step up into a new identity. Yes. Um, I also fucking love, I've been seeing you call yourself a spiritual pop star and I'm like, dude, <laughs> that is so exciting to me. Isn't that cute? <laughs> oh my god there's this amazing woman in my community called grace gordon who dm'd me one day and she was just like oh i was talking about you to someone and i described you as a spiritual pop star and i hope that's okay and i was like hope that's okay that's the fucking best thing i've ever heard 
it's so good it's so fucking expansive like a hundred percent um it's so hot I love it how have you gone through these different phases of like choosing names choosing different titles and how do you feel they play into designing your character or even like physically designing your character as well I think the the things we choose to call ourselves like how we tell people who we are through how we dress informs so much um tell us all about how you play in that space oh my goodness (laughs) I mean I feel like for me it all started when I got an internet connection when I was 13 and you'd get to choose a nickname in a chat room and my first nickname was the wizard and everyone always thought it was a boy but like okay fine and I really loved that idea that you could pick a name that gave people a feeling or an impression about you just from reading the words and so when I was 23 I changed my name to Gala Darling And at the time I was working shitty jobs. I got fired a lot. I quit a lot and I would have to go to the unemployment office and get a benefit, which was never the highlight of my life. And when I changed my name, I was like, you know, you can't go to the unemployment office with the name Gala Darling. They're going to laugh you out of there. Like you're going to have to, it's time to figure it out. Like you're just going to have to get your mind together. And for me, picking that name was really a way of stepping into a bigger future. And it's really been a process of like fulfilling my own standards of like who somebody with that name, how they would live and what they would be like and how they would be in the world. Um, And I think with like, you know, Tapping Queen or Spiritual Pop Star or any titles like that. I mean, I've used so many. There was like International Playgirl was one for a long time. I'm sure there's a ton of them. They're probably somewhere in like a Word document or something. But I think it's all about just playing and seeing what feels good in the moment. And I think things can get really dangerous when we start to really attach to a label and be like, this is who I am. This is the box I live in, et cetera, because I'm telling you as someone who's probably older and hopefully wiser than some of you, like you will not identify with one thing for the rest of your life ever. Everything is going to shift your gender ideas, your ideas on religion and politics, your ideas on your sexuality and what you're attracted to and what you think is sexy and what you don't, everything is going to shift. And whenever you put a label on yourself, really all you're doing is creating an, a, a moment in the future where you have to defend yourself against the people who are like, but you said you're a raw bacon, but you said you were a radical feminist, but you said you were a whatever. It's like, why? Mm, I and think we pick these labels because there's this tribalism and we want to belong to a group. We want to be part of a thing and we don't want to be isolated from the tribe. It's like old shit. It's primal, but you've got to resist it at all costs. And I think that the most interesting people cannot be boxed in. Yes. That's it. Yeah. They can't like Andre 3000 cannot be categorized. Right. I think the, the thing I, I like about identities is choosing them literally for ourselves as Mm. like this is a role I get to step into Mm -hmm. um it can be like a level of accountability like shit if I called myself a creatrix I've kind of got to like create some shit I've kind of got to like show up in the world in this way right um I have been like thinking about this so much over the last couple of months of even just like astrology types and like human design types of being like Mm -hmm. 
this is helpful to an extent. This is helpful in like, okay, how can I use these things to maybe tell myself a little, tell myself things about myself, but to the point of like, oh, I'm a projector. So that means I can't do things this way. You have to like, no, 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 no. Now you're limiting yourself. It's like, how can you use these things to embody a different part of your personality that you maybe want to play with, but also like, don't over-identify. I mean, I say that as someone who gets these, this shit tattooed on my body, but like, don't I over-identify with these things because you're going to change. You're going to want something different. And if you have yet too closely held something, then it gets difficult to be experimental with how you, you know, exist, exist in the yeah. world. Really. And any of these movements, right? Whether it's like feminine embodiment or it's astrology or it's human design or it's pick your poison, what is ultimately happening if you go too far down the line is that you are giving your power away to someone else. You are assuming like Richard Rudd knows more about me than anyone else. Or this astrologer is telling me that like I have problems with commitment, therefore I must have problems with commitment. And it's so important to trust yourself and have faith in your own intuitive hit on like how you should be doing things and how you should be working through the world and there's nothing wrong with like looking at horoscopes and playing with human design all that stuff is really fun and can totally be used to improve your life but when you start to over identify with it like you're saying and it becomes this limitation it's really fucking dangerous because you start to be like well these are the rules I now have to live within And anytime there's like this new system of rules, I think it starts to go off the rails real quick because you lose who you are. Mm. I think as soon as we realize that like everything is just made up by just another person. So it's (laughs) like, I can choose to, if I like it, I can play with it. But also like in the sense that everything you love has just been made by another person. So then it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I can be a person who makes those things as well. It's very freeing. I would love to know what is, what's turning you on right now? Like what's really exciting you? What things are you excited to create, explore, play around with? Wow, God. Um, I'm really enjoying making like nude videos and photos and sending them to my man. And I um, like it at the end. I like edit them in InShot and then I put the, I post them. Well, I didn't post them. I upload them into Instagram stories. I pick a song and then I download it off of Instagram stories to save to my phone. So it's like creating a little music video, which I love. That is really what's exciting to me at the moment. That's something that I'm really loving. Um, Beyond that, I'm hoping that like my dude is not listening to this episode because I'm like you're not getting that production quality (laughs) like you're getting the raw (laughs) I was talking to my man the other day and I was like he's like what are you doing I was like I'm editing a sexy movie for you and he was like oh great and I was like but I'm really overthinking it like you know it's shot in like two different spots and I kind of feel like the continuity is not that good (laughs) and I have to like be like it's not like a you know Steven Spielberg production like he doesn't give a shit about that just you know whatever put it together um it's like Virgo perfectionism (laughs) see there you go over identifying with a type right and maybe I don't have to call perfectionism maybe I have to call it like this is my standard my high creativity standard exactly you're just like I've got a vision and this is helping me bring it to life so you're welcome Exactly. exactly um so that's number one 
Number two, uh, we're about to do our Gala Darling Method graduation in Palm okay. Springs. So everybody's staying at the Parker and it's just going to be a fucking blast. And I surprised my team by buying them all tickets to see Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock, who are performing in oh. Palm Springs while we're there, which so I am so excited yes. about. And like, I don't know, it's the, our two team outings have been like this year have been Dave Chappelle and Magic Mike Live in Vegas. So I, I feel mean, like I'm winning it live. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited about that. I'm excited to meet the new class of graduating students in person. And we've invited back the people from the first class. So we have, I think, like 10 people coming from the original class to celebrate and just have a little Christmas yes. party with us, which I think will be so fun. And then like everything that we're doing in the business, I'm so excited to like, just make it really valuable for people and easier for people. And I have some really sexy shit cooking. So I'm excited to just like get into it. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. 2023 is going to be a fucking bomb year. I can already feel it. Feels I think so too. Like, honestly, this year has been a really challenging one for me, like at an emotional level. And I did a lot of healing on a lot of shit that I didn't even know I needed to heal. But I was telling people in the vortex call today, cause we were kind of doing a review of the year and you know, what worked and what didn't and what would you change and blah, blah, blah. And honestly, when you have those really hard years, I feel like it helps you build such a good foundation for the next year because you've processed so much stuff that you're, it gives you a really good platform to leapfrog to the next thing. So mm. I think anyone who's listening, if you have had a hard year, I have total faith that the next one will be so much better. Do you follow um, Arcanum? I think she's called Brooke. She's, I know mostly from TikTok, but she's obviously on Instagram as well, but she did yeah. a really, she talked about manifestation. She's really cool. Um, and she did a post, I think yesterday, and she was saying how 2022 has felt like it's been almost like a foundational year. I forget the exact word that she used, but she's like, a lot mm. of shit's been happening like behind the scenes, like a lot of putting things in place, like tearing things down, figuring it out. And then like setting the platform for next year mm. to be like, okay, now let's, let's do the things. And I was like, that yeah. is it. Like, I feel like I have been doing so many things behind the scenes or like restructuring things literally just in my brain most of the time being like, what do I want? What don't I want? And now I'm like, oh, cool. We've got clarity. Let's go into a new year with it. Sick. <laughs> I love like just watching you do what you do with your business online. I'm super inspired by you. And I think you're always cooking up something hot. And I would love to just sit in your living room for a day and just like watch what you do. Cause I'm fascinated by it. I'm sure you're doing wild shit all the time. We need to do like a house swap, but not that because we have to be there to like observe each of us. <laughs> be like, what are you doing? What are we cooking up? <laughs> we could do like co-working on Zoom or something. It'd be yes. cute. Yeah. So cute. Be like, what were you doing with that? What's that file going to? I know exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just, I like, there's, you know, I feel like it's rare that you find people online who are creative that you really are like, this is so fucking cool and that you're excited about it. And I'm just, I'm always just really curious about how people's brains work and their businesses run and like what they want to do and what's next and what are they journaling about and what are their hot dreams and where do they feel threatened and all that like I'm just I just want to know everything 
It's my favorite shit in the world. Like I kind of just want everyone to be like, please photocopy your journals and your sketchbooks so I can see like the inner workings of your brain. It's so interesting. And I think that is where I get really excited about people like genuinely creating things and genuinely being like, I don't think you're going to show up as it. I think it's a skill. Like I think creativity expression is a skill that we build, but it's like the more we play in our own brains or like explore what we're thinking, how we're feeling and figure out different ways to, to make a thing from it and then be able to show Mm -hmm. that thing to other people. That's the coolest shit in the world to me. And the fact that we can like make careers out of this is insane. Right. It's like that. I know you talk about alchemy, but it's like the idea of taking this idea and turning it into a real thing that impacts people's lives and that they can feel and touch and like it actually changes things in their daily existence is so amazing. I can't think of a sexier or more fun way to spend your life is like doing that stuff. And I think no matter how my business shifts or changes or what I get interested in or what I get less interested in, I know that I'm always going to want to make things that impact people. And I love just having a really broad definition on what I do because it's like, it gives you so much freedom to go wherever you want. Yeah. I think it's like the basically getting paid to be yourself. Yeah. In the sense of like, what are you interested in right now? What do you want to explore in your own life? And then being like fucking wise enough to create something that's going to like help other people explore that thing for themselves. So it could almost be like, this is where I'm like, creativity itself, like I think it's best when it's really selfish. And that Mm. can be like very triggering for people. But it's like, if you make something like specifically where you're at right now, I think about this a lot with like comedy specifically, like the more specific a joke is, even mm-hmm. if like the majority of people in the audience don't necessarily get it, it's still funnier because they can be like, oh, I, I can see that's something from your childhood. And I had that a similar thing that's totally different from like that level of specificity in mm-hmm. what you're creating and being brave enough for people to not get it. Yeah. Just excites me. Yeah. And just <laughs> not trying to please the whole peanut gallery at the same time. Yeah. It's really a recipe for mediocrity when you're like, I'm going to make the next big TikTok trend or some shit. It's like, okay, so you appeal to the lowest common denominator. Got it. Like quickest way to be boring as fuck and to be like so uninspired by what you're doing. Like, no. Yeah. I I don't know. I think real creatives, they don't want to be like the Walmart of what they do. They want to be niche. They want to be specific. They want to be specialized. And that's where you get to go really deep on something and become a real specialist at whatever it is that you do. And that is so valuable. There's a million people who've got like 25 skills and they're kind of good at all of them. I would rather like, I chose Grace as my hypnotherapist because she's been doing it for 12 years and she's fucking amazing I don't want yeah I don't want a dabbler I want like the best and I think that's important yeah it's like conviction to like really pick something and be like this is the thing I'm obsessed with this is what I want to talk about all day this is what I want to literally spend my life doing like that is so hot I think when you feel that when you come across someone online you're like they are about this thing like they are backing that message I am it, the the energy of it is immediate obvious immediately obvious so it, it yeah. pulls you in 
And passion is contagious. Mm-hmm. Who wants yeah. a lukewarm anything? I never do. Especially when it's like, if you're taking up, if you're being bold enough to take up space, it's like, you might as well be like fucking in on what you're saying. Like, yes, light a firework, put it in your butt cheeks and let's fucking go. (laughs) Do you have anything that you want to specifically share with the audience? The Vortex is rocking and rolling. The Vortex is rocking and rolling. No, not really. I mean... I, you know, there's lots to do in my world. There's High Vibe Honey if you wanna get your tapping practice and like heal some stuff. There's the Vortex is like Manifestation University. You wanna create something in your life, but we have a million classes in there. Um, but beyond that, I just, I don't know, just, I just want everyone to lighten up and have a good time. Yeah. As a general rule. It's a great general rule. I think most of the people in my audience are also in your audience, but if by chance you're not, Get in a fucking audience.